mirror. Uh, we're going to deal with this morning, the mirror that reflects our lives is our heart. What's in our heart will come out. And so when you look into your heart, are you happy with what you are seeing? And if you do not like what you see, then you might want to change the appearance. We look in this great gospel of Luke in the sixth chapter. Jesus is teaching to not only his disciples and the apostles, but also a multitude that has come to follow him. If you look at here, he was on the mountaintop at one point in prayer. Some of y'all missed that. He was up on the mountaintop in prayer. I'm going to say it one more time. I got a few people with me. He was on the mountaintop in prayer. Because some of us need to realize we need to start out with some prayer before we go any further. Before he could choose the 12, he had to spend some time with his God, making sure he chose the right people. Uh, in that same situation, he started out high, but he had to come down low. He started up on the mountaintop, came down to the plain or to a level area, the Luke's gospel says, and he started teaching, started preaching. Uh, if you look at this text in entirety, it can be paralleled and compared with the Sermon on the Mountain. But here I want to draw our attention down to the 43rd verse, where it says a good tree can produce bad fruit, nor bad tree can produce uh, good fruit. In other words, I want to say what's in your heart will soon come out. And so if it's in there, it will come out because you may fool people some of the time, but God sees you all the time. And so reading again in our hearing, Luke 6, chapter verses 43 to 45, New Living Translation says, A good tree can't produce bad fruit, and a bad tree can't produce good fruit. A tree is identified by its fruit. Figs are never gathered from thorn bushes, and grapes are not picked from bramble bushes. A good person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart, and an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. What you say flows from what's in your heart. Are you happy with what you see? Because we see here what's in your heart will come through your words and your actions. And the tongue can show others who you are and who you are not. <laughs> you, you see, as Jeremiah said it, that the human heart is the most deceitful of all things and desperately wicked. Who really knows or who can understand how bad it is? But I, the Lord, says, searches all hearts. And examine secret motives. He says, I, I give all people their due rewards. Can somebody say due rewards? due rewards? According to what their actions deserve. See, God won't be fooled by you trying to play the game, trying to act. If you look early in this Luke gospel, the sixth chapter, he's talking about some hypocrites. In us, we use that word hypocrite. We talk about somebody's fake and they're, they're phony. But here in the context, he's saying they were actors. They were trying to act like who they are not. Putting on a mask, trying to hide your true face, your true personality, and trying to put on a facade. But many of us know, just like a new car, pretty soon the shine goes away. 
<laughs> you can polish up the wood, but the veneer will soon fade away. You know, we can do so much shining our shoes, fixing our hair, but the true character, come on, somebody, will soon come up. So you got to do some upkeep. Tell your neighbor, you got to do some upkeep. So we got to keep on checking on our hearts to make sure we're in good condition. Anybody here go to the doctor? Don't the doctor check how your breathing is, checking your heart, because to find out you may look good on the outside, hello somebody, but on the inside you might have some troubles, you might have some problems are not evident, but eventually they're going to come out. You can act like you're doing all right, but when you start running, and you're getting out of breath. All of a sudden, people say, well, you look like you're in shape. You go to the doctor. He can tell you that your, your heart might be too big or, or your heart's not working healthy or you have heart failure, congestive heart failure. You have high cholesterol, high blood pressure. But you, you sometimes look at people. You might tell them by their, their weight or their condition what they look like. But really, you can only tell by checking the heart. And who checks our heart? Tell your neighbor, God checks your heart. And so this is why Jesus is able to teach on this lesson. Looking at this context, we see here that he has chosen his disciples. He called out the twelve. He is amongst a multitude, and he starts teaching on different subjects. But the subject matter we're going to look at here is a character it takes to follow Christ. Tell you never, you got to have a good character. He's pointing out to us that many times that in following him is not how hard you work. It's not about perfect attendance in a church service, worship service, Bible study, choir, whatever it is that you may do. That can, is, is good stuff. That's great. But yet we talked about it last week, but if you, there's no love. It's worth nothing. That if you love Jesus, then you are concerned about other people's needs above yourself. But when you all are concerned about your own personal appearance, well, you will look good. But you might be ugly on the inside. And so the situation is that not only do I want to look good on the outside, but I sure enough want to be clean on the inside. So Jesus gives us this object of the lesson of our character using the example of a good tree and a bad tree. He's pointing out to us that a tree is known by its fruits. Are you not known by your actions? Don't people speak about you if you show up late or if you show up unkept or you show up looking good, they will compliment you accordingly. This is my good friend. This is my friend, or, but he's always late. He'll show up on time one day. We have people that know some things about you by how you walk your life, not by what you say. Because they're looking at your actions to see if it matches up with the words. Am I talking to somebody here this morning? That we can look at an apple tree, but yet if it has apples, we still got to inspect the fruit to see if it's good or not. My dad tells me the story. I, don't rem- I, 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 I go by his memory because I think I was a little too young. But we was at the Tanner's Apple Orchard, and he gave us the warning. Do not eat green apples. Well... My brother didn't take heed to that warning that he ate a green apple. My dad said, as soon as he took a bite, he bent over. <laughs> because I don't know, but he, I'm telling me from experience that a green apple is bitter inside. It'll cramp you up. And he took a bite of that green apple that was unripe and bent over. We got to inspect the fruit to make sure that it's good to eat. 
Same thing in people's lives, that before we get involved in so much stuff, don't you inspect it? You compare which TV is the best, which car is the best, which neighborhood is the best, which school is the best, which will be the best job for you. You compare to see, will it give me what it says or what it's promised to? So much so that they have laws out there to prevent us from getting bad products or also to prevent you from buying a product based on the commercial. On the bottom line, all results may vary, right? Do not try this at home. So you think, oh, oh, I can do this when I buy this product, but it lets you know that it may not work. Or they give you elapsed time that, oh, you'll get this done in, in no time soon, but it says it took over an hour. Y'all, y'all ever seen that? You look at the bottle, make you think like they clean it real quick, but it says it was soaking for 30 minutes or for an hour, but in the commercials, only 30 minutes long, they look like everything got cleaned at the same time. Or how they cook all those different meals and say how you could cook it so quick, but they started before they started filming. So you get on, everything sizzling, oh, it's done, oh, this is done. Nah, 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 don't buy into it. They're trying to fool you to make you buy. But we need to realize that if I can try it out for myself, I will see the truth. And that's why God tries our hearts. Am I talking to somebody here this morning? So he's pointing out to us that we need to have something good in us for something good to come out. It reminds me of a child song, Down in My Heart. Y'all know that song? I've got the joy, 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 joy. Down in my heart, where? Down in my heart, where? Down in my heart, I've got the joy, 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 joy. Down in my heart, where? Down in my heart to stay. And then, because of staying there, I'm so happy, so very happy that I got the love of Jesus, where? In my heart. And it's pointing out that since it's there, I'm happy, I have joy. But when you don't have the joy of Jesus in your heart, then you can't sing that song. When I was a child, I sang that song with exuberance and excitement because I love how it sang. We could shout out, where? And down in my heart, where? We will break it down. But now can I say that I've grown up and put away some childish things? Not only can I sing it with exuberance, but I live it with exuberance that I realize that I got to have the joy of Jesus, his word, his love, his peace, where? In my heart. How long to stay? How long is going to stay till he comes back? That's why Paul would say that I am convinced that he who begun a good work in you will complete it until the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. is pointing out to me that if I want to have goodness in my life, I got to have some goodness in me. And so, therefore, just as I can put goodness in me, watch out, somebody. You can put some wickedness in you, too. So we have to be careful of what's in our hearts. Because Jesus further illustrates in Luke that what is in our heart will come out, whether it's good or bad. The reason is that out of the abundance of our heart, what? We speak. The good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth what is good. And the evil man out of the evil treasure brings forth what is evil. Because the proverb tells in 2719 that as in water face reflects face, so the heart of man reflects man. Can I read that one more time? Proverbs 2719 says, as in water face reflects face, so the heart of man reflects man. So the reflection that you are seeing is projected back upon you. How can you see this projection? Well, people will let you know about yourself. We already talked about it. That if you never say anything good, they will let you know. I don't like being around. Why? Because you're just negative. That's the reflection of your heart. You got some pessimistic, you have some negativity, some hurt and some pain in your heart. That when you get around people that got joy, you bring them down. 
and they look at you and you try to find out why you got such a scowl on your face. Why that y'all can barely see your smile and if you do smile, it seems like your face hurts. But when you got the joy of Jesus, you don't care what your teeth look like. You smiling. And when I'm talking to somebody here this morning, you realize I don't got, I got food in my teeth. My teeth may be crooked, but I just want to smile because the Lord's been good to me. But when you're bitter, it don't matter how pretty your teeth are. You just mm, frowned up in the face. Pastor Brand saying that people walk around like they've been baptized in lemon juice. When we're bitter, it shows in your words and in your actions. And you may try to hide it, but when a time comes, you, nothing good comes out. You've seen those people. I remember a friend shared with me that he said this, and it was a great illustration. He was talking about how people would always apologize when they say hurtful things, say, I didn't mean it. So he was an RA, and the RA came down trying to fix the floor. He says, look here, I heard you say you didn't mean it. But he says, but when I say to my brother, I, I don't like you because you're fat, and I, then I later on apologized to him, I meant what I said. And, and, and the thing is, he's pointing out to us that when you say you meant it, you want to take it back and say, I did not mean it. But what it is, you did mean. That's why you thought of it, because it was in your heart. Am I talking to somebody here? That when you say hurtful things to somebody and you want them to forgive you and let it go, but you need to go back and check yourself and wonder why you have so much hatred, animosity, and, and, and venom inside of you. I'm going to finish up my lesson, but if I go back a little bit early, he talked about how can you tell a person about a speck in their eye when you got a plank in your eye. I'm not trying to stay there long, but what it's trying to say is that you need to live the life you talk about. Don't go around trying to tell somebody else how to live when you're not living it yourself. They might go around and tell you, physician, heal yourself. Going to tell about how you can be in shape, you out of shape. Go and talk about how you faithful when I know you're cheating. Go and talk about how you got a clean mouth when I see you cursing. Go and talk about how you sober when I see you get drunk. You need to realize that in order you're going to correct somebody else and tell them how to live, you first need to get yourself checked out. How they used to say, you better check yourself before you wreck yourself. In other words, it's pointing out that in order for you to make sure your heart in the proper order, that you need to check your pulse yourself. Check your heart yourself. Make sure it's in working order, in proper condition. Why? Because your heart reflects who you are. So therefore, what is in your heart? It will be evident in your life. The fruit of your labors and the words of your mouth reflect this. That's why Psalm 19 and 4 tells, let the words of my mouth. And the meditation of my heart be what? Acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. This is after one has confessed known sins and asked God to seek his heart and reveal his hidden thoughts. Can I rewind up? This comes after you confess your sins and ask God to reveal your hidden thoughts. I got a few more people. Let me rewind one more time. This happens after you confess your sins and ask God to reveal your hidden thoughts because only when you come before him will God point out and spread out everything you've done wrong but says, look here, I can cover that. And when I realize he can cover it, I realize, Lord, show me some more. Because that ugliness, I want out, and I want anything else that's lurking, that's hiding in my heart. Because Jeremiah reminds me that the Lord searches the heart. (laughs) 
Lord, I'm glad you can search my heart because there's some things hidden in it that might slip out my tongue. To those who I love most, I might say some hurtful things to them because I got some darkness still hidden in my heart. Am I talking to somebody here this morning? Have you not said some hurtful things to your spouse, some hurtful things to your children, but you realize that, Lord, I was wrong. Help me to hear what's wrong with me so I can speak in love to those whom I love and show them that I love them. How much more do our God realize that if you love me, hello somebody, you be holy because I am holy. I'm so glad that God did not leave you alone and say just be holy and left you alone, but he provided a way. He provided a way. What's that way? Jesus is the way. He is the way, the truth, and the life. Uh, he also says, I am the life and the light. Then the children are saying, come to the light. When you start coming to the light, you start seeing things you never seen before. Can I drive this home? In order for a mirror to work, it needs light. And when you have the light, it gives you the reflection of what's before you. And God wants to show you the good in you. And he wants to show the bad. Because he wants you to hate that bad. So he can get rid of it. Because if you look early in Luke, it says that any bad tree, that axe man cuts it down. Because if it's not producing fruit, we do the same thing. When something's not working, we throw it out. Batteries no longer working, throw them out. Juice no longer good, throw it out. Milk goes bad, throw it out. Food no longer in proper condition, throw it out. Bread becomes moldy, throw it out. How much more do you think God going to look at stuff that's unproductive, that's decaying, that's going to cost more problems? He wants to get rid of it. So how much more do we need to say, Lord, what's in my heart? Can you reveal this to me? So I can say, let the words of my mouth, let the, I'm sorry, the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be what? Acceptable in your sight. So this leads us to ask, then, what's the condition or the strength of your heart? Because in order for us to strengthen the condition of our heart, what do you need? His word. Tell your neighbor, you need his word. We talked earlier, too, that we want to be doers and not hearers only. This will lead to seeing the good fruit in your life when you are a doer of his word. A doer of his word means I will forgive you when you don't want to forgive me. A doer of his word, I will be patient when you're impatient with me. A doer of his word, I will bless you though you're going to curse me. A doer of his word means I will show on my job on time knowing you passed me over many times for raises and promotions. But I'm still going to honor my God by being a woman or a man of good character and integrity. Realizing that it's not about me, hello somebody, but all about my Lord and my Savior. Because we are created for his glory. And I bring him glory when I serve in obedience, not in anger. So you can measure your obedience by checking with your family. Sometimes we got to ask some loved ones. Are you there for me? We have to check them and say, have I been loving to you? Have I been patient with and be willing for them to come back and tell the truth? Say, no, you have not. Not get mad and get angry, but be quick <laughs> to listen, slow to speak, and slow to anger. In order for me to check my heart, I got to take some time and start looking at my reflection. And start realizing that I, I do say that more often, do I? I need to be more positive in my 
my communication. That I got to realize that where I have negative things to say more than I say positive things, that I need to look to say, how can I say more positive things to you before I start saying some negative things? Am I talking to somebody here this morning? Realizing that when you come home, you might have had a rough day, but you first need to speak some positive things. Hello, somebody. Say you look good today, or it smells good, or the house looks good. Say something nice. Come on, somebody. Just, just let them know that you appreciate them. But too many times we want to talk about ourselves. I had a rough day today. Boss got all my nerves, all my feet hurt. Can I get down? I need some quiet time. And we leave that push. Everybody, I want to make it all about us. But what happens? You be by yourself. But yet Jesus says this to us, that I've come to serve and not be served. And so when I have his word in my heart, it starts reflecting how I serve one another, how I love one another, how I be patient with one another. And people will reflect that when they say that this is my good friend who I can call on when I need them. This is my good friend who I can trust on that's reliable, who is faithful, who is tried, who is true. This is my confidant, that this is my best friend. You know, when someone says you're the best friend, that's a lot of, that's a loaded word. People say that you only have really two good friends in your life. Some are blessed that they have more than two good friends. But it points out that when you have a true friend, one that will stand by you through thick times as well as the good times. The ones that will lift you up in times of triumph and lift you up in times of pain. They will carry you through both. Hello, somebody. So much so that we need to check our hearts and say, Lord, am I there? Have I cleaned up what's inside of me? So I can see the fruit outside of me. Because if you're not happy with the production, you got to first look at what's inside of you. So people walk away mad from you all the time. You can't blame them. Check yourself. People don't want to be around your company. Don't get mad at them. Check yourself. People stop calling on you. Don't get mad at them. Check yourself. Because too many times we are quick to look at everybody else and stop looking at our own reflections. But it's time for us to look in the mirror and say, Lord, I want my heart to be better. I want to see clearly who I am and who I am not. So I can clearly see better who I ought to be. Because I know, Lord, from glory to glory, you're changing me to make me to be like who? You. And so the challenge for us is to check our hearts. Because God's already checking them. And so all you got to do is just go to the doctor. Hello, somebody. And get the bill of report. He'll tell you what you need to do. Am I right about it? He'll tell you what you need to do to fix up your heart. And it'll become stronger. It'll become better. And those around you will become stronger. And they too become better. Because what God's doing in you is going to overflow and be a blessing to somebody else. Every head bowed, every eyes closed. Lord, we come right now. Lord, realizing, Lord, we desire for you to work inside our hearts. And so, Father, we surrender to you right now. Lord, all of our doubts, Lord, all of our fears, Lord, all of our animosity or anger or, and, and hatred that we may have harbored up, oh God, we ask you to reveal it to us. Lord, we confess our known faults unto you, God, ask you to reveal our secret, our hidden faults, so that they will not have mastery over us. Lord, we pray right now for just your conviction of your Holy Spirit to guide us and direct us. That, Lord, we will see how we treat one another. Lord, we'll reflect the love that you have given us. That, Father, Lord, we will honor you by how we honor one another. 
that we'll be more loving, be more forgiving, more caring, more patient, showing the fruit of the Spirit, Lord, showing joy, showing peace, showing gentleness, showing kindness, showing long-suffering and self-control. Because against these things, Lord, there is no law. Lord, there might be someone here, Lord, that just needs to let it go, Lord. I pray right now that they can just let it go. And, Lord, let your healing begin. Lord, I pray that they can just see, Lord, that you will give them peace that transcends understanding. Lord, you will keep us in perfect peace as we keep our minds stayed 